What's up, what's up? Another week, another podcast. This is your favorite football podcast, The Football Academy. I'm here, Sapoon, tonight with Brayden on this glorious Christmas Eve that we are spending with each other, trying to get you guys the best preview that we can. How's it going, sir? It's good. Uh, I'm excited to, uh, for, for once, not having to do a review and preview in the same pod. That's a little nice. <laughs> um, but uh, focus on this. Uh, spend a thousand pod bucks and uh, talk about some footy. Absolutely. And if you are listening on Christmas, Merry Christmas. If you aren't, well, that sucks. You could have made a lot of money on Boxing Day that all you spent all on getting the gifts for your family. Having said that, let's get right into it. First game, a big, big game at 7.30 Eastern on Boxing Day. Leicester City Football Club taking on Manchester United. Leicester City at plus 185, which was a plus 190 actually earlier this uh, earlier today. So maybe Bruno starting um, in the Carabao Cup changed things. Uh, Manchester United at plus 140. The draw is a plus 225. The over-unders at three, which seems a little bit high. Sir, how do you feel about this game? This is a really good one to start off on Boxing Day. Uh, two teams are in pretty decent form uh, and it, at the top of the table. So I think it's going to be a fun one to watch. When I think of United, I think of a team that I don't want to say that they're best at the counter. Like that's the only thing they can do, because I do think they have quality, especially with Bruno. If, I, I'm assuming Bruno is going to play like I know that he played in the Carabao Cup, but I I, I don't think that Bruno is going to sit or anything like that for this game. But, you know, especially with Bruno in there, uh, United have the quality uh, to pick apart a defense. Uh, it's just the being kind of consistent with that. And they definitely have the pace to hit someone back in the counter. And when I think of Leicester, I think of a team that often are very happy to counter as well. Uh, so we talked about this a little bit with Leicester Spurs and and how that would win out. And that game kind of changed on a moment of a penalty. And I could kind of see the same thing happening here, uh, where it's just one singular moment that drastically changes the outcome of this game. Uh, I'm going to go with the with the uh, plus favorites in this with Man United. I'm going to put 50 on it. I think they have the quality to get through there. They're playing well. Uh, and we'll we'll see how this goes. It, it should be a really good one to start boxing day. Absolutely. And it's an absolutely cracking game, as you said. And this was the final game of the season. And I think both teams are going to bank on that experience. Like, I think Brendan Rodgers is going to remind them how it felt when they lost that game and missed out on Champions League, the whole season's hard work. And on this side, you have uh, Man United, who, you know, won. They have done well recently, seven games unbeaten away from home. But as far as this game goes, I am going to put down $100 on Leicester primarily because they haven't played this week. They played an earlier schedule compared to Manchester United. They did not have to play in the Carabao Cup. And I think that just benefits in this situation. And granted, if you, if only opposed this off, man, I, I think we if this goes the correct way for Manchester United fans, we can then start having a conversation that maybe, just maybe, we should finish the season with some separation from other people chasing the fourth position. However, this is a big, big game, especially coming two days after that Everton win. But at the end of the day, man, people are going to say a lot of things. I think you need to win a trophy. That's why you play the game. And even if it's the League Cup, you're in the quarterfinals, might as well give it your best shot. So uh, I don't have any problems if they're on uh, United playing. For those who are listening to us for the first time, just a quick reminder, we love our plus favorites. 
and I love betting against Manchester United. So that is how we are going to get this weekend's show started. Having said that, the over-under is at three. These are two teams that are outperforming their XG. So I would kind of, I would say if you really want to be shrewd, I would put money on the draw and under three because I could very well see this be a 1-1 game. But that is just me as things stand. Once the lineup comes out, we'll see if it's a different story. Yeah, that's tough for me because I do think that I do think these are two teams that can go and score goals. And I think there's a reason that they're outperforming their XG and thus that they're teams that can finish uh, low percentage chances. And I don't know. I, I understand why you would take the under on there. I think that, um, yeah, both of these teams may even just kind of like feel each other out for the first half and, and maybe not even that um, aggressive. Uh, so I, I could see the under there, but I, I, for me, that's mostly a stay away. Yeah, that seems fair. Moving on to the next game between two teams that we thought were going to be pretty similar. They are kind of similar in the way that they depend on their main man, but uh, both of them are trying to play very, very different styles uh, in this season. Aston Villa at Villa Park, a minus 110, which is a very interesting line against the uh, a Crystal Palace team that just got absolutely bit slapped by uh, Liverpool to begin this festive period. So we shall see how they rebound. Crystal Palace are positioned at plus 275, and that is the same line as the draw at plus 275. The over-under is a two and a half, which definitely entices me to look into this even further. I think this could end up being a Jack Grealish show, but Crystal Palace love to play a game where the opponent, when they're not good enough, are still going to try to keep the ball and try to play against you. And it could play into Crystal Palace's hands after the embarrassment that they suffered. Having said that, I think Villa probably will have enough firepower to take care of Crystal Palace. Yeah, I mostly agree with that. I think that this is a this is a Villa squad that really have scored a lot of goals this season. I, they, with the... Only playing 12 matches, they scored 24, so two goals a game, which to me, there's nothing for me in Crystal Palace that really scares me away from that over-under of two and a half. Uh, This would be one I'd be very interested in taking the over on. Uh, At the end of the day, I think that Villa are the better team, and Villa can be a little prone to be wasteful, and so it's possible that they don't uh, win the that they don't see this one out and get a win. But I think that that's the most likely thing that happens. And with the, I don't usually like going that big on negatives uh, or negative favorites. So with Villa at the minus minus one ten, uh, but I'm going to put a hundred here because I think that Villa are the better team. And I think they'll get the win here. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I am going to put down my hundred dollars on Aston Villa as well. In this situation, I just think Otkins or Ghazi, uh, I never thought I would say Ogazi like that. Um, Watkins, Ogazi, and your Barkley and uh, Mr. Jackie Boy in Jack Grealish, who I think will just be enough. However, Bertrand Traore has been a, a decent player for them recently as well. as well. And I think Douglas uh, Luis comes back this game. So yeah. it's it, it, Villa are a good team. Like, And I think for a lot of people, they kind of look at them as they just survived relegation last year. I mean, yes, that is a very that's an accurate statement that they just survived relegation. But at the same time, 
the moves they made to go get Ollie Watkins and to improve the team, it's it's a very good job by Dean Smith. And I'm not going to give credit to the piece of shit from Chelsea, even though you're a legend. Craig Shakespeare. It's Craig Shakespeare <laughs> is the reason it's better. Indeed. Um, having said that, Crystal, it wouldn't surprise me if Crystal Palace can get a draw, but it would very much surprise me if they end up uh, beating Aston Villa in this situation. Having said that, Boxing Day does seem to produce some crazy, crazy results. Uh, moving on to the next game, two teams that are probably going to try to play some decent football, but one team is definitely in a, it, they're starting to get a bit serious about a European position at the end of this year in Southampton football club. They're taking on Fulham who are at plus two, one, five at home, Southampton at plus one thirty. the draw at plus two thirty. the over is at two and a half. I really don't know what I think about this game because Fulham seem like a team that can like punch you. And if that punch lands, they might be able to beat you. But Southampton seem like a team that's going to punch you like on a quick box for like 90 fucking minutes over and over and over again to keep going. So what do you think about this line, especially with there being a plus favorite? Yeah. So this is really interesting because I Southampton is a plus favorite. I think they're a better team overall, but I, I think this Fulham team have kind of, found their seed legs a little bit recently and and they're playing better than they were at the beginning of the season when they were everyone's favorite to go down and Scott Parker to be the first manager fired. And it's, it's tougher for me than I would have thought. If you gave me this line three weeks ago, I would have possibly put all a thousand pod bucks on Southampton. Um, But Fulham are playing a little bit better. In the end, I I think Southampton are just going to be too much in this one. I think they are a better overall squad. I have some concerns about uh, Danny Ings as he was uh, hobbled a little bit in the last match. Uh, So, you know, he was just getting kind of back into the team. But I do think that Southampton have other options. Uh, Che Adams is a decent forward. Theo Walcott can uh, lead the line there uh, in a pinch if necessary. Um, so I think Southampton have options there. I'm going to go with 75 on Southampton here. Um, plus favorites. I think overall better squad, uh, a lot to like there, in my opinion. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I, I think Southampton are, uh, potentially doing something really, really brilliant out there. And we shall see if it really results in a European place or not. But for now, let's just sit back and enjoy what's been going on. So I'm going to put down $50 on Southampton. I still want to um, make sure I don't lose too much while I try to enjoy out there. But this could be the game that, uh, I mean, if they smash Fulham, I will say that they are going to be definitely in my like top six consideration for the rest of the season. Um, having said that, this is a very unusual line that uh, I think it's been a while since I've seen anything like this. Arsenal at Emirates with plus 305 taking on Chelsea and minus 110. The draw at plus 255, over-unders at two and a half. This seems an in, like an interesting line just because I think Chelsea are vulnerable enough for Arsenal to, you know, just have a shot. I mean, I think Arsenal have a shot because they have the talent to have a shot, but it's really tough to look at the way this Arsenal team are playing and, and think that they can uh, really take it to Chelsea. Um, I, 
We've talked about it a few times about Chelsea have uh, kind of beaten up on some lower table teams. I uh, insert joke here about Arsenal being a lower table team, um, but it, I will be really inter- interested to see how this one uh, plays out because I, I do think that Arsenal have the talent, but just haven't really haven't really shown that they can do much this game. And I, I, I can't take Arsenal to win this game uh, because I just it, I'm going to have to see it before I bet on that uh, anymore. Um, so I'm going with 50 on the draw. I think Arsenal can keep it close. And I think ultimately Chelsea would probably be fine if this were a draw. Yeah, that definitely seems like a fair shot. I mean, if Chelsea were, had even odds, I probably would go with Chelsea. But given the odds that they they have currently, I just don't know if I trust them enough. And that that's probably the reason I'm going to go with $100 on Arsenal. I think looking at Arsenal, as you've said, like there is a path to victory. And I'm going to trust that. I think at the end of the day, people have to realize like it is getting kind of serious out there, like in terms of, you know, like it, it was jokes at first, but like realistically, it's four Four points away from relegation. That is not a good look. It's one point per game that Arsenal are getting right now. It's 14 matches in, 14 points. It's And it's no longer, you know, when it's the first, like, six matches of the season and you have a result, a table position like that, it's kind of fine, whatever, concerning, but not really that impactful and you think will get better. But, you know, we're over a third of the season through. So... You're there for a reason and not just bad luck at this point. Yeah, I mean, that is fair. But at the same time, I think a, a lot of Arsenal's uh, you know, losses have been brought upon themselves by stupidity of the team. So um, I, I'm just going to trust Arsenal just enough in this game and see if they can give me something. I think that if you do lose this, um, I mean, it doesn't really say anything given that it's a big game. But if you do like... If Chelsea come and kind of show Arsenal up at Emirates, I think that it it could be very, very uh, telling signs of what needs to happen at Arsenal in the upcoming windows. Having said that, um, over under two and a half, I I would definitely go on the over in this one. Oh, I'm I'm taking the under here. I I don't really. So, I mean, I guess I guess if you think Arsenal's going to win, then you should take the under because I don't think they'll score a lot of goals. Yeah, it's difficult to see Arsenal scoring two goals in this match. So, really, you're basically saying, do you think Chelsea will get two goals? Which is certainly possible. But, you know, we've talked about it before. Like, Arsenal are set up as a defensive team and are going to play uh, pretty defensively. And so, I... I do think it will be tough for Chelsea to just come in and take them apart because outside of, you know, some of the lower, the the teams that have less overall talent on them, I haven't really seen Chelsea do that overall. So I, I don't think they're just going to do that all game. But, you know, we'll see. It's really, something's not right with this Arsenal team. And so you could see a situation where Chelsea goes ahead and it just kind of all falls apart. Yeah, that is definitely a possibility. But we shall see if that ever comes to a reality in that situation. Manchester City at home uh, with at minus 850 
taking on Newcastle United plus 2100, which I, I think that's kind of berserk. Like, City have not shown us enough. Like, I think this is too much of a reaction to the Arsenal game, which is why we are seeing this kind of a line. The draw is at plus 775. The over-under is at three and a half. I mean, Newcastle are bad, but like, I... I I don't think they're that bad. I, so I agree with this. And I think you see this every time with Man City when they go on a little bit of a run and have a few good results. All of a sudden you see like lines of minus 600 or or greater. And I just look at it. And I don't think it's warranted. You know, the the midweek result is kind of you can make of it what you will. Like not trying to cast aside the League Cup, but like. Arsenal played a keeper that literally let a ball hit him in both hands and, and still go in the net. Like, I, I mean, that was that was paying homage to Lewis Carriers, bro. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, uh, but I do want to say Newcastle also lost. I think that also has a reflection on this. So yeah, that's fair. you know. So I think it's both. I wonder why it didn't kind of even out, but I think this because of the disparity of losing to a championship team versus destroying Arsenal which I don't think it should carry the weightage is what I was trying to say. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I don't think this should be weighted. I don't, I don't think the League Cup results should be weighted in this really at all. Like, I don't think that should have moved the line on it, um, other than, like, if there were injuries, which I don't think there were for either squad. Uh, so I'm going to go with 50 on Newcastle. The line is just too juicy. It probably doesn't happen, but this City team has blow-up spots in them. Like, they have... It's, they drew with West Brom last week and Newcastle is surely a better team than West Brom are and have proven goal scorers in the Premier League. Like you get the ball to Callum Wilson in the right spot. He he'll put it away. Uh, so I see a path to Newcastle winning, even if it's a very, very, very narrow path. Yeah, I mean, if, if you are a Newcastle fan or if you're betting on Newcastle in the situation because of the line, like that's how you got to look at it, right? Because as bad as they are in terms of um, goals, they don't score. They're or just not creating. You also have them as not that bad in terms of uh, expected goals against. As I'm looking at this table, and it tells me that they don't at 18.53 expected goals against, which is you know right there with the Man Uniteds and the Liverpools. It, I think it gives them a fighting shot. Just because if they don't concede and City are a team that if they don't score early, they get into this like shell of like, hey, maybe it's not going to work out. And I think when their strikers come back, it might be a different situation. But as things currently stand, Newcastle definitely has a shot at coming back and doing something. But um, I took the West Brom win the other time as you uh, when we bet and you took the draw. And this time around, I'm going to go with the draw instead because I think that's kind of the ceiling for Newcastle. But uh, at the same time, hey, I'm hoping you're correct, you know. Yeah, hoping I, I think that's fair. Continues. Honestly, I think you can take either because I think they're both about as likely to happen. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately we'll see uh, if the defense turns up or if uh, the shooting posts go missing for uh, Manchester City strikers. Moving on to the next game, Sheffield United at plus 320 against Everton Football Club. We're a minus 115. The draw at plus 270. Over-under is a two and a half. 
And this is how crazy the season is that at one point, Everton starts early. Everyone goes, hey, this is amazing. Then they go on this five game losing streak and everyone's like, oh, overrated, blah, blah, blah. And now all of a sudden they're back in the conversation for Europe. So, you know, that's how thin the margins are this season. But Sheffield United are fucking horrible so far. So do you think Everton have just enough to take advantage of that? Or do you think Sheffield United might end up pulling something out of this? Yeah, I think you have to favor Everton in this match. They're just a better overall team. They're shown that they're actually capable of winning games, which Sheffield has not shown so far uh, with you know, just barely not getting out a win uh, in the last game week. Uh, it's really hard for me to look past Everton here. It's just better overall players playing better in better form. I'm going to go with 200 on Everton. The minus 115 doesn't really scare me that much. Um, I'm happy to take a little bit of a hit to get what I think is a pretty, a pretty solid chance here. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely look at that and think that is the way to go but at the same time you know everton did not really impress me uh while i was watching the league cup game after having right talked about how we should not put the league cup results very high but the the one thing that sheffield and i are good at is not conceding goals much like newcastle united the one thing everton do is like they try to cross in the ball into dominic albert lewin and hoping for those i i think sheffield and i might have just had enough in this game to uh, come out with something. And I think just get, given the line, I um, like it. So I'm going to put down $100 on Sheffield United. I think Everton are good. Uh, but at the same time, I don't think they're good enough for me to take a, neg- a negative favorites money line in this situation. Just because of that. And I think the one thing that uh, you have to take into account is they played a very strong team. So all the players played 90 minutes and all the players kind of, you know, put everything out there. So could be just a letdown moment. And finally for Sheffield United, a win because hey, like one Christmas miracle you can hope for if you're a Sheffield United fan. Um, having said that, Leeds United, after getting absolutely embarrassed at Old Trafford, are going to take on Burnley. This should be a nice bounce back game for them. But this is also a very intriguing game between the old way of small English teams playing football and really the new brand that the championship teams really try to bring in Leeds United at minus 135 Burnley at plus 345 the draw at plus 305 over-unders at three seems a little bit high but what do you think sir this is really uh, tough to pick a winner because I think both teams are really happy to um, let the other do what they want to do so Burnley are going to be fine to let Leeds have the ball for the vast majority of this game and look to hit them on the counter. And, you know, Leeds do a great job of creating a lot of kind of lower percentage chances. And and that's exactly what Burnley wants you to do all day is just kind of settle for mediocre chances and they're going to count on Pope stopping them or just Tarkowski getting a foot in front of it and blocking it and and doing kind of what Burnley do. And leads are just leaky enough at the back that I think that Burnley could hit them on the counter. Uh, So I'm going to go with 75 on Burnley here. I, I like the odds 
it is a good bounce back spot for Leeds. If if Leeds come out with the intensity and uh, really come after Burnley, I think they could put this away quickly. Um, but if Burnley can hang around, I, I think you would fancy them to win. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I'm going to kind of follow you as well with a $100 bet of my own on Burnley. I think, yeah, again, much like Everton, I do not trust Leeds to be favorites at minus 135. And Burnley are a team that can, you know, cause them damage. Like, they are terrible at set pieces. Like, if if United scores a set piece against you, you're, you're fucking horrible. And Burnley are actually a good they play for set pieces. So I think just because the makeup of the team, I think it's, uh, there is a shot for Burnley and just because of plus three forty-five, you can't really let go of that opportunity. So I'm going to put a hundred on Burnley. The one thing I don't think will end up happening in this game is a draw because I think Leeds are going to absolutely fucking go for it for 90 minutes. So either it's going to work out or it's not, but Burnley does seem to have found some sort of form. So we shall see how this game progresses. Um, moving on to the next game, West Ham United taking on Brighton. West Ham at plus 135. Brighton at plus 210. Draw at plus 230. Over-unders at two and a half. Brighton's going to win this game. I, I think... Uh, I, I won't say it's going to make or break their season, but Brighton has to get a result against a team like this. And because if they don't, then if... Well, what I think is going to end up happening is West Ham not West Ham being able to break down Brighton. It could really be, you know, danger, danger signs uh, at the Amex if that does transpire on Boxing Day. Yeah, it's we've talked about Brighton a lot on this pod about how they just create really good chances and can't finish it. And a few weeks ago, I mentioned in a Brighton Fulham matchup, I was like, if this isn't the spot that they get a result, like what what is going to be that spot? And so for me, uh, this is going to be about West Ham. Uh, I'm going with 150 on the Hammers. I think uh, even with the little bit of setback they had against Chelsea, I think that they have more than enough quality to uh, take care of Brighton and you know, we'll see. I think I think Lamptey's going to miss this match, and I think that uh, Brighton really missed when he's not at 100%. Like, he's just that little bit of extra creativity and burst out on the wing, and they haven't really found a way to replace that, I don't think. So I, I think the Hammers take advantage of that and uh, get the three points here. Yeah, uh, I, that is the kind of game I sadly see transpiring as well, and I'm going to put down 150 Actually, I'll put down $200 on uh, West Ham United because I think just overall, Brighton do not play a team like this well. And that is what I think is going to end up being the root cause of uh, Brighton being in the relegation fight given uh, this season. So hopefully it goes better for them, but uh, do not think it's going to end up being better. Moving on to the next game, Liverpool at minus 800 West Brom at plus two one double zero, same odds as Newcastle United. Uh, the draw at plus eight twenty five, over under at three point five. I mean, I I, I think Liverpool is probably going to smash them, but do you have any contrary beliefs? Yeah, no, it's really hard to go against that. I don't know what would 
make anyone think that West Brom are going to stand a chance in this game unless you think that Sam Allardyce is going to do the world's best job at organizing a defense in a week, which, uh, spoiler alert, I, I don't see that happening. Um, I have a little bit more pod bucks left over uh, than I than I really wanted to at this point. Uh, so I'm going to go with 100 on Liverpool. I know it's not going to return anything, but I think Liverpool are just playing too well. And I I don't think that I don't think that Allardyce is really going to put that much stock into this game. Like I think this is mostly going to be about getting his team set up the way they want, and they're going to go after the the teams that they think are a little bit more beatable uh, later on down the road. Yeah, you don't think Big Sam's going to turn into, you know, prime Pep Guardiola and make Diangana and all of those guys just absolutely ball out at Anfield? No. Um, oh yeah, I mean, similar thought. I'm going to put down $50 on Liverpool just because, you know, if they win, I was right. If not, I'd be happy. Um, moving on to the next game and the final game, which also is an absolutely cracking game. Wolverhampton Wanderers taking on Tottenham Hotspurs. Wolves at plus 260, Spurs at plus 115, the draw at plus 225, over-unders at two and a half. Sir, how are you feeling? This is gonna, This is a great one to end this game week on as well because I think that this is a Wolves squ- squad that kind of relished these uh, big moments, and I think you saw that uh, they took a step back in their last match against I, f- I forget who it was, but we it was Burnley, right? Like we we took a look at the Burnley Wolves match and we're like WTF, and and this is kind of a thing that. Wolves do is where they play down their competition, but they also really go after these bigger teams. Uh, you've got a Spurs squad that, again, we just talked about not putting too much into the League Cup. They've had a tough, a tough couple of fixtures here, and in, in the past two, with uh, you know losing uh, Liverpool, uh, kind of at the late uh, Firmino winner, and I think. Them also taking the League Cup very seriously. Uh, so Kane started, um, and, and they played a very strong squad. I think this is Wolves have a chance in this match. Um, so I'm going to go with, I've got 150 left, which I kind of alluded to this earlier. It's a little bit more than I wanted to leave myself with at this point. Um, but here we are. I'm going with 150 on Wolves. I think they've got the quality to kind of go after um go after uh spurs a little bit yeah i think that that is a very very fair uh, funnily enough i'm gonna go with you know how you started the betting show with bet by betting uh on the plus favorites and i'm gonna put down my remaining 150 dollars on tottenham i think the chelsea in the way they ended up losing the game against uh against Wolverhampton Wanderers, it it was naive in the way they finished that game, the last four or five minutes and the way they played. And I just think the Tottenham team, it, it seems determined. It seems like they need a result. And, you know, they want to get back into the conversation because that's what... That, Jose knows he's not, he's not going to have a better opportunity than this to win a big, a big time league with uh, Tottenham. So I think th- this is where they take a step and kind of show everybody because if they beat Wolves, they would definitely uh, away from home. 
they would definitely put their uh you know second place credentials out there because I don't think anybody's catching up to Liverpool just because of the form that they have been on. Having said that, what do you think about the over under? Do you think uh, Mourinho is going to come in kind of park in the bus and which where I don't think Wolves are good enough to break them down? Or do you think he plays a more open game? So I don't know that Mourinho is going to completely park the bus, but I think it'll be somewhat conservative. And, you know, Wolves are also a team that are generally pretty happy to be very to be also very conservative in the first half. And so one little side bet that I might look for, um, if if you can find it, Ultra Bookie, is uh the highest scoring half. I'd definitely go with second half in this match. Uh, because I think that I could easily see this being a nil-nil draw at halftime and then someone nicking a goal uh to to tilt it one way or another. Um, or or even just if it's 1-0 at half, ending up 2-1 or something like that. I, I I can easily see that in this matchup. Yeah, uh, that is definitely a you know, possibility. And I think as far as Wolverhampton goes, they they have the threat on the wings against attacking fullbacks that can really come in handy. So uh, this is going to be an absolutely cracking weekend of Premier League football. Hope you guys enjoy We'll be back uh, actually pretty early because we have games on Monday. So we will review these games and then start previewing them. And hopefully soon, Brayden, this uh, Festa fixtures are over. But it is a lot of fun as a fan. So I'm always thankful for these players going through all this hard work to entertain us. Having yeah, said that, Merry Christmas. Yeah, no, I just agree with you. It's, it's always a great time of the year to to watch uh, some football it's they come thick and fast you often see a lot of new faces after there's a lot of tired legs out there um and it's a, it's a really fun uh, time to watch yeah and uh, i mean over the last couple of years because of the gap between the top one or two and the rest it hasn't really like you know the festive fixtures have kind of lost their uh, flavor, but at least this season is close enough where I think a lot of teams are hoping. And I mean, hey, if West Brom can pull off a Christmas miracle, that would be something for Big Sam because I mean, Liverpool hasn't lost at Anfield in like years at this point. And if something crazy happens, why not let it be a Christmas miracle? Having said that, that's it from uh, Braden and me. Merry Christmas to everyone and we shall see you next week. Bye-bye. Cheers.